Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hi, Giselle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm surviving. The um, thing about Wednesdays is that they're so tough. And I know I've said this on the pod before, but like my Wednesdays are my days at home aside from yeah. Friday and Friday is Friday. So like it's so nice to be at home, but also there's like I always feel like there's so much to get done. Like I need to run my errands and I need to like yeah. work, work do my job and <laughs> I know. And then, you know, it's always nice to just take a pause and and do this. But it um, is very but nice. But also it's, you know, it's the afternoon. We've been working all day. It's Yes. I feel like we have to get on as always and do a little debrief and then we can begin to chat about the culture that has been popping off um first and foremost everyone if you haven't seen or meg post about it meg was featured in the chicks in the office podcast (laughs) um answering and winning let me say trivia (laughs) so if you have not watched you should watch or stream uh it was quite iconic thanks g (laughs) of course of course i literally I, i was texting meg when i was watching it this morning and i was like i don't know how you keep this on your brain like I know a lot of pop culture as well but like Meg knows such niche things and you also are very observant and like you remember details like I can remember general things but you're very detail oriented so like for example one of the questions is about like uh Twilight book covers yeah and like I've read them all and like Mm -hmm. I know what happens and like I could probably tell you like what are the four icons but I definitely could not correlate them to books you know yeah but you can correlate them to books so it's like things like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could be a lot more <laughs> successful. No, you, you're very successful. <laughs> if I didn't just know that kind of stuff. But no, it was but great. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, my, my best friend from high school and I, Emily, Emily signed us up. Shout out to her. Ooh. Um, and shout out. And we went on, and yeah, we did. We did win, indeed. Actually, as as controversial as as it may be, um, if anyone listens, you can feel free to DM me about this. Um, yeah. But I will die on the hill. Packages. I'll are die mail. on the hill with you. Packages are mail. <laughs> There's like literally a Reddit thread about it right now. <laughs> no, it just like obviously, if you haven't listened, you should. If you have listened, you know it's happening. But basically, one of the girls who and I was telling Meg, I don't really know who they are. I know of a chick of chicks in an office, but I don't know who the chicks are. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time seeing the chicks and, and hearing the chicks. Uh, and one of the chicks basically like made a fuss and a stink about one of the answers that was correct. But like she wanted, she was like very, she watched the show. Like, I guess she watches the show. So like M- Meg said that the person was like a male person. They deliver mail. And she was like, he's a, he delivers packages. And it's like, literally <laughs> uh and she like made a big stink about it and it was like kind of uncomfortable for everyone watching and probably meg sitting there on the fucking zoom uh and it really she just kind of embarrassed herself so bring back being embarrassed sorry bring back being embarrassed sorry i couldn't i couldn't oh. believe but that that's neither here nor there watch the fucking watch listen to chicks in the office for meg thanks of course <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we should begin our topics this week with, uh, I think, the most exciting thing that happened in our lives, which was we saw Renee rap in concert. Yeah. And we had oh a fucking gosh. blast, honestly. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I, had a, I truly had so much fun. What a week. And, like, because we were also, by the time you guys all hear this, it will be the day of, but we're seeing the Japanese house tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's just, like, a very happy week for us. Two concerts. Um, but yes, on Monday night, we saw Renee rap at Terminal 5. Which is the worst venue in New York City, I'm sorry. the worst venue, but we just did it right. Like, we just did the whole thing right. Last yeah. time we were at Terminal 5, we saw Muna, and we were very invested in, like, being close. So we got there, like, before doors and waited in line. And this was also in, like, what was it, like, May? And yeah. I think it was, like, honestly, it was, like, kind of cold the other night, so I wouldn't have wanted to <laughs> right, yeah, to stand out. But also, like, we didn't really care about the openers. We didn't care about being too close. We were, like, very happy to vibe in the back with a cocktail and just dance and whatever. Um, but, 
yes, we, she didn't go out until 9.30, which was, mm-hmm. like, a little bit late for us as elder. We were, <laughs> elder and let me tell you, we were, we were elders. Yeah. I have so many things. <laughs> I have so many bones to pick with Gen Z, even before she started performing. <laughs> The first the thing. The pre-show playlist really just, yeah. <laughs> the pre-show playlist, I, the thing, the thing about it is like, I get, I get it. I also love Cruel Summer. I love, I get it. I love, I know that, I know the Taylor songs. Um, I don't know the other one that she played that everyone knew, but what was the other one she played that everyone knew? Um, wow, I can't remember. But whatever, it was a pot, it was a Taylor Swift song that everyone knew. And so like, but the thing about Renee Rapp is that like, I think what her fan base and like some people who are like not meshing with, which I've learned, is the fact that Renee Rapp is also like an R and B sister. Like she is my sister in R and B and like loves, loves a, a soulful voice. Uh, and so, basically, like before her set started, she played "Cruel Summer" the playlist, and then it goes into "Party" by Beyonce. And when I literally, it was like a stark, notable difference that me. And like Meg, obviously, and like one other 30 year old in the crowd, we confirmed that they were 30, new party by Beyonce. And I'm like, this is a fucking classic hit. Y'all are not cultured. Gen Z is not cultured. I'm sorry. It's Beyonce, (laughs) please, please. And that already set me off. I was already set off. Also, that song is off of, it's off of her like most. Four isn't a, yes. Very like mainstream album, right? Like, I mean, obviously Renaissance and and Lemonade and everything, but like pre that, like that was like her, like with all of like her like radio hits, you know what I mean? So it's like. Uncultured heathens in the fucking Renee rap crowd. Are we not going back and streaming albums? Like I love to stream an album. I couldn't believe. I was just like, wow, this is, in that moment, I was like, I am old. Like I knew I was in a crowd full of, 16 to 20 year olds and it was just like wow for me that's one thing but then she begins the show and my sister renee she's a superstar not only for the fact that she's a superstar because she knows how to work a crowd but like i genuinely other than like the greats that i've seen like for example Haley williams mm-hmm. uh there has not been a mic that is more on like oh, vocals. Yeah. These girls She's, are like yeah. they're fun shows, but like when I say vocals down, Renee gives vocals down. Yeah. Down. Oh my god. She's I mean, clearly she just like comes from Broadway, but also like it's she's very effortless and like it's not I think it's hard to make a jump from Broadway to pop music. Like Because some people have just Broadway voices. Yeah, but like but she's so not, good yeah. at like her voice her voice is like Broadway trained, but it's yeah. not it's not like Broadway. so Broadway sounding. I and guarantee so you, it sounds so effortless when she's belting, and but still like it fits with the the pop vibe of the music in, yes. in a lot of cases, or you know. But and like you said, she's like she's very R and B in in some of her. Uh, I I guarantee because I feel as though I got I'm not, I'm not anywhere near Renee Rap, but like I just remember being in choir and and getting comments from my choir teachers being like you sound you don't blend in or like you don't sound like everyone else and i feel like renee rap totally probably while she was doing her broadway training was getting comments like you sound too r&b or like you don't sound broadway enough but like literally that's like her superpower is that she yeah. doesn't sound like that because like leah michelle like renee rap can do leah michelle but leah michelle can't do renee rap let's be so serious right and like leah michelle is on broadway in funny girl which is a you know an older show, obviously, yeah. that they revamped for, for the, you know, like, a little bit for the modern times. But, but like, the show that Renee was in on Broadway was Mean Girls, right? So that's, like, very modern. Like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to have that, like, Broadway-sounding, like, very Broadway-sounding. Like, Broadway is, is becoming so many different things, right? right. Obviously, with Hamilton and, and, you know. So it's it's very traditional versus kind of modern in that sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she sounded amazing and... Her pants are falling off. She got new pants. She's thank funny. God. She was making me She's laugh. She's really funny. She crowd work. She was trying to set someone up. Yes. <laughs> and then the other person that she picked was 18 or wasn't 18 or something. I don't yeah. know. Even though like we had to show our IDs when we got there. So I was just kind of like, what, what is the truth? Like, how'd you get in? Right. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the age limit on the show was, but it was, um, it was funny. But then, I mean, like, what, tell the people, Giselle, because this was, like, 
This was oh like a, a moment for you, and I was like so, and for me too, but also I was just like so happy to like bear witness to the joy that it brought you. I this <laughs> There has not been, a, honestly, a more joyful moment at a concert that I've experienced. So I always, tweet, we've said this before, I think on the pod, is that we always miss like the big moments of people's shows. Like we're always in New York, but they're not doing their big moments for New York a lot of times. So as we know, we've said previously, Renee's a Broadway girly. It's the 20th, 20th, 20th anniversary 20th of Wicked. And so in true form, Renee is like, I am going to sing for good for you all. And I am going to bring out someone who I could not imagine singing this song with anyone else. And immediately I'm like, oh, Adina or Kristen. Like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, which one of them is coming out? Because right. that makes a lot of sense. And the person that come, came out, I actually would have literally someone I could have like bet the last person on my millions list. of dollars, but like I would have never said this person. But the fact that it was this person, oh, I literally, I, when Lord. I say, I collapsed, collapsed. Yeah, I'm ground. not, I'm literally not even shitty, you guys. I touched the nasty ground of Terminal Five. That's how fucking shook I was. I beat my fist on the ground. I was so shaken. Lizzie McAlpine <laughs> comes out. Just fucking our my literal anxiety ridden sister who I couldn't see because she canceled her tour. Um, <laughs> she comes out on the stage and sings for a good with Renee rap. And I lost my damn mind. I couldn't believe I didn't know they were friends. Happy. They are. Yeah, it was it such a moment. They sounded great. Amazing. Yeah. And it honestly, was- I know some people would prefer night two where she dressed up as Justin Bieber and serenaded Lola Tang. But I am forever thrilled that I saw. Yes. If if I knew that Lizzie McAlpine was the other day and I saw the Lola thing, I'd be depressed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it was for me, for my practice, one. for my. It practice. was definitely the better one, and like, yeah, it was just so good. I saw Kristen Chenoweth like commented and yeah. was like, "Oh, like love this. Like, wish I could have been there." I think Kristen and Dina were literally at an event for the Wicked twentieth anniversary. Yeah. So like, if we had known that, we would have been like, "Hmm, who else is she talking right. about here?" But, uh, but yeah, such a moment. I mean, it was, I mean, my God, a lovely little treat. And yes, Giselle just was overcome. It was, I was overjoyed. It was so fun. Like truly um, my Gen Z sisters. Like, I, the, like yeah, these are favorites. my like, two babes, my two Gen Z sisters. Like they're in front of me. I couldn't, it, it was, it was magical. Yeah. And like the thing really was, magical. is like, as we were saying, like we didn't get there until like, like, like almost nine because we were like we don't need to be here like for these openers um and we were kind of in the back like kind of up against the bar at terminal five if you know you know you know the vibes of terminal five um but we kind of had like a perfect view of the whole thing um yeah, so we did. We did. i was not pressed at all to not be close or not no, be like up, up close because we it's not a huge day. venue it's not that big so so yeah i mean i just feel like i like i said we crushed it like another just like seamless 10 out of 10 home experience. run um, thankful to again. my sisters like truly blast thankful to my sister meg also for witnessing being there i was so um, <laughs> to be there <laughs> to be there uh okay moving on to our next topic i'm trying to decide if we should do marvel or taylor next you pick should we just get Taylor out of the way? Let's do it. Okay. So, Meg, tell the people what happened. Well, 1989, Taylor's version is with us. She she, she is, is with Earth's us. side. And she is not without controversy, I feel. No. And, of course, I'm, like, sorry to all the listeners. I have to do my apology tour because I did. <laughs> I did. And I'm sorry to you, Giselle, because I did really get I'll forgive you clowned, always. hoodwinked, and bamboozled by, um, by this double album theory. I'm sure some it's something to do with like Reputation Taylor's version. We'll see, um, but there was no double album. There was a deluxe version of the album that only added on Bad Blood with Kendrick Lamar, which is pissing me the fuck off because now I'm gonna have double streams of this album because Spotify can't figure out how to just make yeah each version of a song count to where it's just stupid. But 1989 Taylor's version is here. I saw the Eras Tour movie on Thursday night, and then I got home, and it was midnight, and the album came out. Now, I'm going to admit this, is that it leaked, of course, and of course I listened to it, yes. <laughs> because, because I'm a I, I sleepy girl, and I can't stay up. Um, 
but yes. I'd like everyone to remember if you forgot Taylor Swift is a billionaire so I don't think she needs that no and that I already paid I already bought the album back right. in August like, like it just arrived the other you've day, given so her like, money I paid for it I paid for you've it. given her money um and I was texting Giselle and our friend Vera who you all know because we always mention her um and I was basically saying that I knew I had a feeling that people were going to have some feelings about some of these re-recordings, and I was right. <laughs> so, yeah, people have feelings um, for sure. The thing about it is, is that it's like, I get it. Like you, you love a song, or like you listen to a song enough, and it's like it just sounds a little bit different. You just need a little bit of time to get used to it, right? Like, um, but people were like coming for my brother in Christ, Jack Antonoff. The wrong um, person to come for, Like, which is the opinion. wrong person because they I were mad about... I think they should about, be mad at the other guy. They were mad about a few songs. They were mad about style. They were mad about new romantics, I think. Oh, um, I and wasn't he, mad. Like, he didn't produce either. It's the other guy. Who's What's his new man's name? Yeah, and I mean, this poor guy who also, like, produced Speak Now tracks as well um, had to go private on Twitter. And he's just this, like, producer. And also, you know who the co-producer is? Taylor Swift. Right. So be mad at her. But also, like, don't be mad because it's just, this is just a project. And the thing is, is, like, and maybe people will come for me for saying this, but, like, if you're really that, you know, like, married to the original version, I'd say just stream it. It's really not going to make that big of a difference. I know it's the principle of the thing. I get it. But, but she, I'm sorry, once again, like, I know, I know I get a little bit spicy on here with the Swifties, <laughs> but I, I streamed, I've been listening, I, I'm not, yeah, I, have, girl. I, I own know you my have. shit, yeah. I put my cards on the table, but the thing is, my dear friends, I know you she's don't want to hear it, <laughs> but she's making money on both versions, <laughs> she's making money on both versions, so, um, she really, which, like, great marketing, this is why she's a billionaire, she has hoodwinked you all, me included, us all, I will... I'll include me, us. She's hoodwinked us into streaming her old discography and just making way more money off of it. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. the, it's it's so smart. But, like, the thing is, listen to the version you like. She, I promise you, she'll never find out, number one. Number one, she'll never know. So jo- take joy in that. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's this wild. Guy, this guy, Christopher Rowe, I feel bad for him because it's like, it is it obviously like when you hear a song produced differently, like slightly different, even slightly differently. Yeah. And I do think some of these are like, I said this to you guys. I think a lot are vast improvements. I think Out of the Woods Taylor's version is better than the original. Yeah. I think I think New Romantics is better than the original. I think Wonderland Me too. Is, is better than the original. Me too. Um, and like honestly, I feel like it's 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 that because this album is the most recent one, like to us in time. Yeah. Um that people are finding it a little bit harder because it's like fearless like sounded different but it sounded better right whereas like her voice has like improved over the years it's like 1989 like her voice wasn't bad right right um and so i think updating the production is like part of the process i think there's some sort of clause where it can't sound identical basically um so i think welcome to new york i'm so happy for her my sister 100 times better hundred times better. A banger. I mean, um, I mean me, the thing is, is that I'm still streaming just like my favorite songs on this album, which are Style, Out of the Woods, I same. Wish You Would. I Wish You Would, which, which sounds a lot different, and I didn't think I liked it as much at first. Now it's like, I'm fine. I don't care. The thing is, um, the songs I don't like, I still don't like them. Right. You know? I know. I mean. Which is what it should be. Yeah. Like, they're just the same songs. Yeah. They're the same songs. And then the wall like, tracks. The wall tracks are pretty good on this one. I like the Say You Say You Don't Go. That's my favorite one. Yeah, you like that one. Um, Is It Over Now is the one for me. And it's also the one for many Swifties because she was pushing Slut as the single. Now it's going to be Is It Over Now. And it's probably going to debut at number one next week. So she, for once, she listened, she listened, she listened to the people, right? Rather than just picking, picking the single based on what she wants. This is once again, another piece of evidence of her not knowing how to pick a single. Um, Because Slut. Slut seemed to be promised to us as um, as a pop banger, and it's it's a bit more mellow than than uh, yeah. we were anticipating. I mean, this another thing I've been hearing on mm-hmm. the Tommy. on the inter, on the interwebs, which I listened to our uh, our other po- podcast, my favorite podcast. That's not our podcast, Lost Culture. Lost Culture. And they did you, did you listen this morning? 
I haven't yet. Okay, well, they were talking about this, mm-hmm. of course. And they were talking about something our sister Vera likes to say, which is the fact that the, in particular, these vault tracks that are not slut, maybe, sound as though they were just Midnight's B-sides. Yeah. But I think, I, I don't know. But personally, I feel like that is because the production sounds like that. Yeah, it's the But production. I don't really know too much too much about the lyrics and, like, all that stuff. But, like, uh, it, no, to me, it, like, and I texted that. I said it did these sound like yeah. midnight songs which is not bad but they do it's because jack antonoff produced all of them and right. they did that in the, they did that in the last like two years and what else were they working on in the last two years midnights so right. like it's, it makes sense it makes sense that they would sound like like midnights because midnights is a pop album 1989 is a pop, is a pop album like that's that just it is what it is and like i think i think you know like People i like get i get that like you know, it's like, oh, did she really write this back then? Whatever. Or is it like, you know, she's so calculated and she's such a yeah. capitalist queen, marketing queen, all this stuff that like, you know, it's, is it feeding her more into her narrative now? So like, she's like, I think she's obviously revamping these songs. The one you like, Say Don't Go, she wrote, she wrote with Diane Warren, who said they wrote it back in, you yeah. know, whatever. So it's like, I totally believe I don't that know. the lyrics I don't were get, there back yeah. in the day. And, like, maybe they, they had a different kind of production on them and they just, like, didn't make the cut or whatever. But, like, but definitely, I think, like, they're producing it now, so it's going to sound similar to, like, her current, more similar to, like, her current stuff. I'm interested to see, like, what they do about rap, if it's, like, going to have its, like, own style of production or if, again, it's just going to sound like Midnight's B-Sides. Um, I'm sure they're also working on an, on another album as well, like a, a new new album. Um, so it all influences each other. Um, it's not once again. It's not something I'm going to get mad about because <laughs> it's no. not worth it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely but um, not. but yeah, I mean, it's going to smash records. I think it's like going to outsell Midnight's, which is just ridiculous. Like that original album already went like fucking diamond or something. So like she's just taking over the fucking world. Unbelievable. We need to. I need Reputation Taylor's version to be in the world. Like very soon like not very soon but like by like the end of first quarter 2024 because i need it to be before everyone starts to hate her again (laughs) because we need my sister reputation needs to um have her moment (laughs) i feel like it needs to be like rep february debut summer and then like end of eras tour like new album or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. it it cannot go longer than next year no because the thing is like the eras tour ends around this time next year at least as so far as she's you know done dates with but like i don't know can you really tour for almost two years harry the did i know but the show that she's doing harry's show was like two hours shorter than hers yeah that's you know true. What I mean? but but true harry did so she could always add another leg who knows we'll see we'll see what the what the public's will is at that point i know literally but so that was the that, that's the taylor swift update yeah, for you. Um, I did see that like apparently, rec- um, record labels are like writing into new contracts that like you can't re-record like this for like twenty to thirty years or something because of her. Yeah, and it's like don't sign the contracts. <laughs> like once again, it's just like <laughs> right. Don't it sign sucks. The it like it preys on like artists who are like trying to make it and like don't have access to like and. Taylor Swift had access to you know like that so when she when she signed you know like she was a privileged person but um but like when these like young up-and-comers who like don't have all the resources and don't have lawyers looking over every line of every contract like that's kind of the kind of stuff that they're gonna like write in to make sure that this doesn't happen again um so sucks I hope I hope everyone is uh gets their contracts reviewed yeah, i don't literally. know i don't know anything about it but we'll definitely see. changing the music industry forever yeah with these here re-records um okay well moving into another thing that we talk about a lot <laughs> is marvel and yeah. basically that it's a mess which has been sadly the narrative for us and Marvel for the last year, but mm-hmm. it is it is becoming even more clear. Uh, Meg shared with me, which we both read, which you know maybe we'll share on uh, what's it called? Stories Insta- tomorrow. Instagram yeah. stories, so you guys can do your thought leadership. 
uh, so your homework, but we read this article in Variety that basically was talking about Marvel and like the big problem, which we've said on this podcast before, is that first of all, they have too much going on. Second of all, they've relied on Disney Plus and that is flopping. And the big, big problem is that they've set up their whole entire arc, like big phase ending Avengers shit around one person, which is Jonathan Majors as Kenny the Conqueror. And Jonathan Majors is literally about to go into like a a domestic abuse trial. Mm -hmm. Uh, And regardless of how that happens, his public image is tainted forever. Mm -hmm. And it just is dark. And uh, Kevin, who we usually think is always on the right side of history and doing things correctly, I just think that he as we Meg, Meg likes to say about people, flew too close to the sun. And yeah. now there's a big mess that's left. Icarus has melted and the, the fucking puddle is big. Um, yeah. What do you think, Meg, based on the article we read and just like all oh, the bullshit? Yeah. I mean, they're just between a rock and a heart. They've, they've backed themselves into a corner a little bit with this, which is like unfortunate. And it's like, I think... I think there was a hesitancy to go right into something like a Fantastic Four movie, something like the X-Men immediately after Endgame. I think they wanted to take their time and kind of rebuild. And in hindsight, because they, they thought, and this is what the article says too, it's really interesting. Like they thought like their brand would be, you know, Untaintable. pristine and like yeah. A plus forever. And that like people would never run out of the desire to go to the movies to see a superhero. Right. But what it turns out is that like they had a bit of lightning in a bottle Endgame was the peak and unfortunately like it's proving like very difficult to recreate that especially with some of the heroes they've chosen and and stories they've chosen and it's like you know like we love to see it because it's been a lot more diversity a lot more you know like interesting like different like trying to you know create variety in terms of like what we're doing right like the Eternals being this like whole separate thing right like but like we we you know want to always see how it's going to connect back like that's always been our thing and I just think like it's been taken too broad right like yeah I I think there's a lot to be said for like keeping things in a vacuum a bit right you know and they then all of a sudden it was like okay well like people aren't vibing with this let's like throw all this stuff in right with like Doctor Strange and all the cameos and it's like okay but like where's that going right and now with what I'm hearing about the Marvels which is that there was a promo the other day and there was like a fading X on the screen and it's like okay like what I'm hearing is that they did reshoots and they're like probably adding in the X introing the back to introing the X-Men and the Marvels and it's like that's that's not going to get people like we're, we're too far past that now it's not going to get butts in seats if people don't want to go see the marbles because it looks like a mess and the production was a nightmare like right that's it's not going to make people want to go see it they're just, just going to see because they're just going to see it on tiktok like the day after it comes out anyway right and i think it's like so interesting because i remember like post endgame when we were so excited and like Disney Plus was happening and we were excited about the shows that they had on the lineup and we were thinking about like what this new iteration of the Avengers would be. And like, so let's let's take ourselves back. Um, I think some key players that we cared about were Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. So, and now that's fucked because no one remembers who the fuck he is. So that's an issue. Yeah. Second, which is so fucking tragic, but Chadwick Boseman was supposed to be absolutely Black Panther. Was we were excited, like you, yeah. you. Once again, the new movie, which is not literally their fault, but like it. They were doing the best they could. With they were doing they the best they could, and losing someone. And as we said before, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. What are the other ones? Um, fucking Chris, well, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is still around. The other one, the other Chris that's annoying. I'm sorry, they're movie stars. Chadwick Boseman is a movie star. So, like, it was just very hard to lose that. Then, having those two people that were genuinely so loved was helpful to get people on board with Brie because Mm. she was also supposed to be leading things, but then we haven't seen her for literally four, five, six years. So, like, it's just feeling like what we thought was going to be happening, the characters we cared about, they've literally disappeared Mm -hmm. and like they haven't actually played a role in things it's like 
I get they were trying to do the thing with like Doctor Strange and Peter Parker and like whatever, but it, it, yeah, that I mean, really that's was one a of flop. the only ones. That one's that's one of the only ones that like works even. And then the character once again a character we cared about they ruined her character. We cared about Wanda and now where the fuck is she? Like it's just I and know. then they, they introduce all these other people. I, I we they should have done the shows and then immediately have the movies. Like we haven't seen fucking. Sam and Bucky for three years either. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. Like, we haven't seen them for three years. Um, and also, like, they're not going to put them together. It's right. Because, like, Sebastian Stan's going to be in the Thunderbolts and Sam and Anthony Mackie has his own movie. But it's like, okay, but, like, the whole point of that show is that everybody loved them together. Like, it's just. And the shows we did get, I'm sorry. too much of a lift. Secret Invasion was a flop. Terrible. Terrible television. A fucking flop. It was terrible. It was terrible. We've done this to ourselves like 10 times at this point. Just all where we're like, okay, like we're ready for the next Disney Plus show. Like I haven't even streamed one season. The first episode we're like, okay, okay. Maybe we're, maybe we have something here. But that's what they're saying in the article too. It's like, as much as like, the back end, the quality dropped off because there was, like, too much content, right, in terms of, like, visual effects and all that stuff. And, like, they just unionized because they were being treated so horribly. And then, you know, Victoria Alonso got fired, and that, you know, seems to be, like, it was, like, she was the scapegoat for that. But also, they're saying that, like, on the front end, like, the scripts are a mess and everything needs to be reworked on the back end because, again, there's too almost, like, too few cooks in the kitchen. There's no, like artistic license with this right it's all supposed to be like kevin feige's vision and he's the one who's like gone in this is what they were saying like in the past like he's gone in and like reworked stuff to fit his vision but like he's one person yeah right and i'm not you know like that's not a good way to work it's not a it's not a great way to be and it was like fine up until this point up until this point of like endgame where there was like there was a firm vision of like where this was all gonna end up and now it's like it's a yeah, mess. Yeah, it's just a whole mess. And, yeah, the Jonathan Majors thing just, like, is They have to recast him. From I'm what, sorry. From what I've heard and what the article said, like, he's a major part of this ending arc of Loki that's happening, like, apparently, like, next week. Just also, we're, like, so behind on this I show. Know, it's, like, about God. to end. But it's, like, that sucks. But like I said, like you just said, um, they should just recast him. Like just recast because him. now it's like they're saying like okay we're gonna shift and we're just gonna make the big bad Doctor Doom and it's like that's not gonna work like literally just recast the man like there, you it's a fucking universe that anything could happen yeah. recast him apparently the reason obviously like the, there's an actor strike right now still it's supposed to be over soon I think they're they're negotiating and things are going well but it's like they haven't they weren't able to do rewrites because of the writer strike and then they weren't able to do any reshoots because of the actor strike so loki kind of just had to go forward as it was and i'm assuming there's a reason why because like then we're getting the marvels and it's like okay like this is leading into this for some reason um but literally like just once the actor strike is over like just recast him and be done with it because it's just it's not worth it to like shift like they, they said in the article like people who've seen the finale are like they're fucked like, they've backed themselves into a corner with this character, and it's like, okay, so just recast <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, literally. I think it's like, just, like, it's dark. It's bad news bears. Even the things they were saying about Blade, which is, like... Oh, my God. But it's just, like, this is... There's so many of these exact situations, Meg. It's, like, in the Eternals, in, in, the, in the end credit scene with Kit Harrington, everyone kept saying, okay, this is Mahershala Ali's voice. So, like, amazing. We have something to look forward to, a connection. Now they're telling me that Mahershala Ali's barely, like, fourth-billed character in the fucking Blade movie? What? Like, I just, it's just so insane. Like, they are fucking lost. And, like, people who, we are, we are, we were diehard. We were diehard fans. Mm-hmm. And they have lo- they have lost us. They have yeah, fully lost us. It's There's, sad. It I can't sad. even ex- I, I can't even think about what an Avengers movie would look like. What are the Avengers? Have they spoken about the Avengers for the last four, five, six movies? No. no. And then like the whole roadie thing and Secret Invasion just like is so weird. Yes, and weird. shitty. Like and like. Yeah, no, there's just, there's so many things, and it's like... The Ant-Man movie that I fucking forgot they had, but I guess that was Kang, but still bad. But it's just, yeah, I mean, it just makes me sad for, like, all these people who, like, signed on, like, and probably, like, you know, 
are going to be like stuck in contract with Haley Star- our sister Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, like, when are we going to see her again? That was, Giselle, was that not two Christmases ago that Hawkeye came out? L- was it three? <laughs> two. Wait, it was two. It was, it was, no, was it 2020? Oh Meg, it was God, 2020. I it was 2020. It was 2020. No, 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 no. I was in the new apartment. I was in the, I was in the Jefferson apartment. It was okay. 2021. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. But still, this scary. still that's scary two years shit. ago. Like, what? And it's just, yeah. I mean, and that's the last time it felt almost like there was a, you know, around those shows. Like, it felt like the, there was almost a vision, right? That first, like, those yeah. first five shows. WandaVision, even Falcon and Winter Soldier. like Because they felt, tied into what happened. Like, yeah. we were f- following the aftermath. Um, but all this is to say is that Kevin Feige's needs people hire us we're here we're ready take us yeah creative vision we've got that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean as meg and i say like we're gonna see the marvels we we need to sit see loki maybe we need to have like a rainy day me and you just like sit and power through it yeah let's do it that sounds amazing we have to do that we have to see the marvels and we will but it's just this article especially it's just like feeling very doomsday pull the plug in september i don't want to die in june it's giving very that <laughs> lizzie mcalpine said it i'm sorry um, well that was great that was you. so good oh thank my you. god well moving on to more mess <laughs> like where do we even, where's, what's the next mess sophie and joe quick update just because it happened today yeah apparently well like Joe clearly has the kids in New York because he took them trick-or-treating in this, like, little, like, fucking carriage, like, yeah. princess carriage, and he was wearing, like, this Prince Charming costume. And, of course, like, on this that same day, like, this news drops that Sophie was spotted kissing this, like, aristocrat in Paris. Right. And it's, like, I mean, clearly, you know, this is all behind the scenes, like, publicity at work, all this stuff, but, like, it's just like it sucks. Not a good look for our sister Sophie. Let's let's just not forget that our sister Sophie is twenty seven. So yeah, younger, I mean, one year is younger is like, than me and Meg, my twenty yeah. eight year old sister. Thank um, you so much. <laughs> and even though I like, why do I feel like even though she claims to be more adult than me, like I'm actually more adult than she is. Yeah. Even though she has I two mean, full children. Listen, I also think like it's completely unfair, oh, unfair. to like. To just be like, oh my god, she's a terrible mother because she's like whatever. Literally, like, let her be free. We don't know what's going on, right? Like, uh, clearly they have some sort of custody arrangement right now, so it's like clearly the kids are with him, and clearly she's she was working in Paris. I know she's like a Louis Vuitton, yes, rep. So she I, was she there. was like attending some sort photos. of like whatever. So it's like okay, you know, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm not you know, I just think they're like. The thing is, is like. When we, like, go and call, you know, like, criticize the way celebrities do things. And it's, like, that's what I guess what we do on this podcast, too. But, like, also, like, they just live on another planet than us, right? Yeah. Like, the thing is, is, like, really, in reality, the nannies are taking care of those kids. Absolutely. Because he's on tour and she's working and they are rich. And the, the you know who the person with Joe was while he's pushing? Like, the fucking nanny was there. Like, it's it's all... It's all just like a different world that we don't we don't know about. And I'm not saying like that to like shame her or whatever, but it's just like that's just the way it is. So of course it's like the mom shamers are gonna be like upon her and like coming for her throat and right. also the Joe Jonas stands are gonna be like, see, like whatever. But it's all just like such a mess and it makes me sad for those for the kids. It makes me sad for them individually because the Jonas Brothers were really on such a high, and they have just fallen so fast. Like, maybe it's because our perception of them has changed, but, like, the trading cards, singing all the, the, the Camp yeah. Rock we songs. Both, Giselle and I both got an email from the Jonas Brothers store that was, like, they're selling Jonas Brothers trading cards. And, and it's, like, 24 hours left. Jonas Brothers trading cards, special offer. Trading cards? Your fans are 30. Your fans are 30. for real. Yeah. We're not we're not 14 anymore, babes. Literally. The people going to your show are in their 30s or late 20s. Yeah. Like, let's be so serious. I also I also saw a shirt like merch that was like, "I love Nick. I love Joe. I love Kevin." And then under it it was like, "Oh, and Joe and Nick too." And like for each brother. 
Like, that was the shirt. Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. <sighs> they got our money, oh, yeah. though. So they got our who, money. Who are clowns? We. That we are shirt clowns. is in my closet. I don't know. I haven't worn it. I wear it since to sleep. the day since the day we got it. Yeah, no, I. And every time I look at myself in the mirror with it, I think about how Im- I am embarrassed. I am embarrassed <laughs> that I spent sixty dollars on that shirt. Yeah, but it's just you live like, and you learn. You live and you learn. They really, again, we've said this. They were banking on the nostalgia play for like ages and ages, and it worked in the beginning, and it just like has kind of run out. The goodwill has kind of run out. So. We'll see. We'll see what the next... I'm sure there's going to be much more in this Sophie Joe situation, but also, like, I could see Sophie ending up with just, like, an aristocrat now. You know Definitely. what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> I do feel like maybe she, you know, she's out of her marriage. She's enjoying her life as we yeah. know she should. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely feel like she won't be single for long. No, definitely not. No. Um, good for her, though. Yeah. As long as the kids are okay is really what you I go, care girl. about. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to the next topic. Olivia Rodrigo, who has... Oh, in our opinion. Yeah. Like... Uh, I'm sorry. Why did I not hear vampire, like, anywhere anymore? I feel like I'm not hearing any of them anywhere. No. Like, I... I maybe it's just, like, I have, I'm not on that TikTok anymore. But which is which is very valid, which I I completely understand if I'm just not on Olivia Rodrigo TikTok any longer. Mm -hmm. But I do get some TikToks, but I just feel like the girls aren't like streaming. The songs aren't trending like they used to. I mean, there was like she had those like that, like one night only show like spot, you know. Right. I guess when she goes on tour. But I'm also just kind of like, why would you not like live stream that? Yeah. Like, let's partner with like. I mean, Amazon Prime does this. Like, let's partner with them. Let's let's get this, you know, like, so that people can watch it. Let's let's get the clips on TikTok, right? Like, circulating. Yeah. Like, let's hear your voice. Like, let's, let's, because, like, going on Jimmy Kimmel and, like, performing, a, what did she even perform on it? And, like, she did not sound good because, like, no. it's hard to sound good on late night shows. And I'm just, like, I feel like she's not setting herself up for success, like, publicity-wise, like. I know the album did well and everything and like it's probably gonna get nominated for Grammys and whatever but like I just feel like I'm not hearing from her like all of a sudden it's like oh she's back right like she dressed up like a vampire for Halloween but also not didn't even do it like in a it was just kind of like right blah. lazy it's always giving it's always giving half ass. I feel me. like I feel like there are definitely people who listen to the pod who are like oh my god they just hate Olivia Rodrigo and it's like <laughs> I don't hate Olivia Rodrigo I promise you she's like my number four streamed artist literally of all time I Everyone knows we ate sour right the fuck up. Any any sour content that was coming out, I was streaming sour like two months ago still. So yeah, I'm please. still streaming it. Yeah, please. I, I, there's still I think um, brutal and good for you are still in my top ten stream songs Smashes. of all time. Hope like, you're okay. I, Meg knows my fucking oh, song. Absolutely. And it's like there are songs that I'm streaming from from the album like every once in a while, but like it definitely just fell off for me and maybe that's like just all said that's just like our feeds but um I'm, I'm interested if people have any thoughts about why this is or if, if the people are still feeling like guts is guts is with them um right please let right. us know but but yeah she's she's back now because she's going to be doing a song for the hunger games uh ballad of songbirds and snakes soundtrack um which has famously you know been attended by taylor swift lord um, who else? Oh, Lord. I mean, Yellow Flicker Beat, Slay, Smash. Yeah. That was from that, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't the just close yet? Safe and sound with the Civil Wars. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I famously streamed the shit out of Lord's cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World from Catching Fire. Yeah. So just, like, bring this. I love this this being back, right? Like, pop yes. girlies doing songs like Miss Ellie Goulding, like, will never ha- could never work a day in her life again because of the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtracks. Right. Let's be real. Let's be Let's so serious. Be so those, serious. Were, those were some smashes. Also, one, you know? I'm sorry. Liam Payne, still getting a check. Right. Let's and also, real. another thing about the Gen Z girlies that I need to say today yeah. on this podcast, not to say come it. for your throats, but I'm here. <laughs> um, we were in spin, and our girl Jasmine was playing the tracks, and lights came on. And let me tell you, oh. it's a smash still. But the fact that, like, barely anyone in that class knew the song, I was like, 
How do you not know Lights? Lights! By Ellie Goulding. Ellie I'm Goulding not that a, old. Like, we joke about being old, but we're really not that no, old. I'm not even 30 yet. Ellie Goulding is a mother to many. Mother to many! But she unfortunately, it's pop just queen. been kind of flops lately. I know, lately. But, the, the but pop, like pop queen, honestly. Love me, love me like you do. We'll, we'll stand the test of time. That will be in the motherfucking history books. Delirium? Delirium. Outside with Calvin Harris? Stop. Let's, yeah, no. Another person who's kind of fallen off, Calvin Harris. Yeah, the like new he album hasn't put out a, He hasn't put out a hit. Um, all I'm saying is that don't forget where you came from, Gen Z. Don't forget where your pop girlies came from. <laughs> this is, you know, they are, like, Olivia Rodrigo is following in the footsteps of Lord Literally. And Ellie Goulding. And Avril Lavigne, let's be so serious as Yes. Well. Oh, my God. And Taylor, even if she doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Anymore. Of course. Um, did you see that video of her at, like, some event or whatever? And, she, and someone was she, like, refused Cruel to, Summer, yeah. and she was just sitting there, like, she's like, committed, okay, she's committed to the bit. You hate her. We get it. We get it. It's like, if she's committed to one thing, yeah. it's hating Taylor Swift. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, literally, wow. Just like re- previously, she was committed to loving Taylor Loving Swift. her. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm intrigued this, to see. I'm excited about the song. Yeah, I'm intrigued excited. to see because we are going to be seeing The Hunger Games. I read the book, and also our other friends are interested in it, which I love. I love that we're all like still. Famously, The Hunger Games still were great The Hunger movies. Games has a has a hold on on I think us, you know, late twenty year olds. Um, the books in were a way, great. That's, movies that's great. really that's really strong. Um, Catapulted Jennifer Lawrence to fame. Absolutely. I'm, I absolutely. know Rachel Zegler is hoping the same for herself. She is praying. She is hoping and praying She's now hoping. that she can. Now that she can promote it, the film was granted a interim pass from SAG-AFTRA um, to promote the to promote. So she has been on her Zoom post doing her posts, she getting <laughs> link in bio to to buy tickets. Like yes. she's she's on it. Um, Love this for her because she is incredibly talented. As, as yeah, I, you know, I, we were saying this as, as she is two nights ago. Like we kind of feel like the internet has like committed itself to like hating Rachel Zegler, and I yeah. kind of am like, wait, why? I like don't know, yeah. but I think she's quite talented. Yeah, she just gives musical theater energy, which like she yeah. is a musical theater girly, so. and she's like absolutely unafraid to just like say what she thinks. Right, so it's it's in a Brie Larson way. It makes all of the you know trolls on the internet just like want to hate her. Um, but yes, that's a new song that's coming out. Also, we are a Dua Lipa Houdini uh, is coming we, November she is coming. 9th. She She's is coming, coming November 9th. Thank God. We need her. We I really hope her. it's good. I'm excited. The, the, the snippet sounds amazing. We yeah. need her. You know how I feel about Dua Lipa. Yeah. You know how I feel about a girl that just delivers hits and looks. And looks. Like <laughs> hits and looks. I don't even need her to actually have the mic on, if we're being honest. I'm sorry. No. Because she's going to, she has went, and, and normalize learning new information and changing your behavior. Yeah. She realized she couldn't dance, so she figured it out. She went yeah. to dance class, and she gave us something. So, yeah. no. I, <laughs> she gave this, us now a signature iconic move. Yes. Like, it's so, I'm so happy for her. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, Dua Lipa, unproblematic queen. So, let's go. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I know it's going to change my life. I'm so excited. Um, Red hair era. Let's go. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, she just has better hairstylist than me because she'll be able to get rid of the red hair after it's done. (laughs) Whereas it took me like two years to get it all out. It was iconic. I finally think I've chopped it all out. Like literally. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was very iconic. It was a moment, but it was specifically a moment because my roots immediately came in (laughs) and I don't have the money to be getting them touched up all the time. (laughs) No, literally. Um, Okay. Well, that's really all, except for just one sad thing. Sorry to yeah. end on a sad note, but um, this is just, just an RIP to Matthew Perry. Uh, he passed away this past weekend, and it's very, very sad, just given, you know, how impactful he was to people for his work, both on screen and off. Uh, what he said, I've been reading a lot of quotes, just given, like, his own addiction issues and, and, and coming to terms with that and trying to help other people out of that. Um, yeah, it's just sad. It's really yeah. sad. I think he was a really complicated person, actually. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I think, like, he put out that book recently and um, I think, like, it got sensationalized just, like, because, of course, like, 
the, he's, the thing he's known for is Friends, right? And so right. that's, of course, like, what he's going to be known for, what he's going to be remembered for. And that show was on for 10 years and, like, raised a generation of, of, of people in a lot of ways. Um, so there's so much content from there to, like, pull from. And it's, like, you know, that's why I knew immediately when I saw the news, I was like, okay, like, this is going to be, like, a huge, huge death, like, huge celebrity death, obviously. Like, it's always sad when a celebrity dies. But, um in addition to, of course, as you said, like, his struggles with addiction and everything, of course, like, you know, there's immediate kind of assumptions and, and different things like that. Um, but, but yeah, I think he was, like, a really complicated person, and I think, like, maybe as, like, time goes on now, like, it'll be revisited a little bit more. But just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, very sad. Like, obviously, like, he wasn't his character, but, like, the character, I think, meant a lot to people. And yeah. you know, I personally think that that show does not work without his character. Like, I think he's actually the glue for that show yeah. in a lot of ways. And I, like, said this before, like, this happened. Um, but, but yeah, just very sad. I hope he's at peace now, like, 100%. Like, that's that's what a lot of people are saying, and I think, like, that's what's important. But, yeah, yeah just sad. Very Bummer. sad. Very sad. Um, well, <laughs> sorry to end it on that sad note, everyone. But yeah. uh, have to bring you the pop culture updates and the news. Yeah. Um... That's it. And that's kind of all. And it? scene. And um, scene. Next week, we'll be bringing you some more concert news. We're seeing mm. the, the 1975 again. <laughs> and we're you know seeing... What? You know what we're not going to be doing, though, is recording an episode next week. Because <laughs> I'm going to be in L.A. Oh, yeah. Work. Well, <laughs> in two um, I just figured it's better to just say it now. Um, but, yes, we are seeing the 1975 again next week. We are seeing the Japanese house today for you guys, tomorrow for us. Um, so we'll have some more concerts to review, which, yes. which we love to do. I don't know if y'all love it, but we love to, to tell you about <laughs> all of our concerts. We love to tell you. And I'm sure there's going to be so much more ridiculousness to discuss. So Always. we will see you in two weeks. Yes, we will. Love you guys. Love so. you dearly. Love you, Meg. <laughs> hope, hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do the required reading that we provide on the Instagram yeah. stories. We'll, we'll do and our stories. And that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Love you, Meg. Love you, G.